Go ahead and get your Bibles. Let's go ahead and open it up to the book of James. Book of James, chapter 1, verses 2. Yeah, James, chapter 1, verses 2. We are there. Let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's word. This is God's word. Thank you, Lord, for that. James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 4. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Agree with me as we pray. Father, we ask you, Lord, to bless the teaching. Father, the teachings which will be benefit, beneficial for our faith in you and our walk in you. Ask you, Lord, to let your anointing let the fire that flows from your throne enter into your servant whom you have chosen at this day, this time, this hour to do the work for you. To those who are here, the sound of my voice and the presence and afar off, may they too be blessed from hearing the teaching and the word this evening, this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for all the love that you have upon each one whom you created. That is I and everyone. You love us. Thank you. Your word is going to be awesome this afternoon. Thank you again. Every ear, every heart, every mind, Father, this afternoon will be blessed. Thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This whole chapter, chapter 1, and the book of James, it's going to be talking about a lot of things that would be good to each one of us. When I say it's good, that everything that comes from God, especially his word, it's something to do, it's going to be something to do for us in our walk. Whether we are facing up to temptation, that we are, you know, face to face, our nose is touching, our chin must be touching. We are that close. And especially in the storms of life, we feel the wind, we feel whatever it is. The storm could be scorching hot. The storm could be windy, it's blowing. I can't move. I'm being knocked down. Things around me is going to be destroyed. Helms is going to be destroyed. Our lives are turned upside down like a snow globe. You shake it up. Sometimes that's us. And how are we supposed to be strong in who we are? How are we supposed to be standing upright 
to do what we're supposed to be doing, standing in the power of his might. No matter what it is, we need to remind and to tell ourselves, I am a child of God. And with that, that comes with the promise that he will never leave us. He will not leave us standing there, but he will be right there beside you, in front of you, behind you. He's already 30 seconds and 30 steps ahead. He is already there. And what God is trying to tell us that you need to be complete in your faith, in your love, your dedication, your faithfulness, everything as who you say you are, you're a child of God. There must be wholeness. There must be completeness. That means that you are standing upright. You are not sitting. You are not slouching. You are moving. And that here, what God's word is telling us that we must count it all joy. If you are standing, if you are walking, your feet are planted in God alone, we can do as what the word of God tells us, count it all joy. And the only way we can count it all joy is if we know who we are. You cannot say that you are a child of God if you do not walk upright. You do not walk in the righteousness of God. You do not walk in darkness. We walk in the light. The light and the likeness of God. A lot of us, we may claim that we are, we are Christians, we are believers, but we are not walking in the light and in the likeness of God. Because at the very end, in verse 2, it says, when ye fall into diverse temptation, we will be face to face, as we were told earlier, we are, our nose is touching temptation. We are in the presence of temptation. We are smelling temptation. But what are we supposed to do when temptation comes surrounding us, knocking at our door, in, the, in our own home, in our own ministry, in my family, in our relationship, wherever it is, temptation is there. But how are we supposed to, you know, resist it? How are we supposed to react to it? Sometimes we give in. Sometimes it's touching. I'm touching it, but I'm not doing anything. But where are you in your faith, your love, your dedication? How am I supposed to count it all joy? Ask yourself, am I whole in God or am I broken? Am I, am I, am I complete in God or am I empty in God? How we're going to face temptation. How are we going to face the desires of our flesh? You listen to your body when you're tired. You listen to your stomach when you're hungry. You listen to your throat when you need a drink of water. But how do you react to temptation? How do you react to the storms of life that is surrounding you? Are you in the desert? Are you in the swamp? Are you is stuck in the mud? Are you in the valley of the shadow of death where it's cold, it's dingy, it's dark, it smells bad? How are you maneuvering through it? And how are you 
enduring it and going through it? Are you pushing your way through it or are you stuck in a rut and you cannot move? James is telling us here to this afternoon that my brethren, that each one of us, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Temptations are what we might call holy trials. Each one of us, we will face. Each one of us, we will coming up. We're going to be matched up with something, no matter what it is, that we must be ready with our faith. Our faith is supposed to produce something where we can resist it, where we can say, no, you cannot come. These holy trials that we go through, they are uninvited. They are unexpected. They are unwelcome. You can say that right now, temptation ain't welcome in my ministry. Temptation ain't welcome in my family. But it will always be there lingering around. Why? Because it wants you to give in. It wants you to go ahead and fall and be chewed up and spit out and be used and abused. And that's not who you are. As a child of God, that is not who you are. That is not what you're supposed to be going through. You're supposed to endure that you're going to go through the hardship. You're going to go through the pain because on the other side, Something is waiting for you. Your healing is waiting for you. The answered prayer that you have cried out so much to God is says, help me through this. And he will help you. You will get his strength. You will get the mercy. You will get the, the, the calm, what you need to go through. You need the peace of God. How is it that you react to whatever situation it is? You get mad. You give in. You don't know what to do. So you need the peace of God. You need the meekness of God. You want God to help you to endure and to press on and to go through it and say that I will not be burned. I will not be dismayed. I will not be weakened by this, but God will give me the strength. God will give me what's needed to go through, to press on and to show the world, show the darkness, the principalities that is looking at me, wanting me to fail. My family wants me to fail. The community wants us to fail. As children of God, we're supposed to succeed. We're supposed to uprise and uproot and to give something back to this world. The dark, dead world that we have, God wants us to succeed. But with him on us, with us beside us, and to succeed, we will triumph over it all. Amen? This is the holy trail that we go through. It doesn't matter that you've been in ministry for 50 years. Do you know how to go through these holy trials that we are expected to go through? Hear that again. You are expected to go through it. That means you're going to have to go through it no matter what. Even when you give up and say, I can't do it. I don't have to go through it. Yes, you don't have to go through it if you don't want to. But I'm going to ask you again, do you want to go to heaven? If your answer is yes, then you need to get on board. It is a choice. Salvation is a choice. But it's whether you know where you want to end up when we leave this earth. When we give up the last breath in our body. And when we stand before God, where are you going to spend your eternity? 
Will it be in eternity in death or eternity in life? I choose life because that's what he has given to me. God has given me life. God has given me life. And that one word that's in there, the joy that we must have. The song that we sing, that we heard, it says, the joy that I have, the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. The only the joy that we have in God, we can endure it and we will triumph and we will succeed. It's all about going forward. It's all about rising up. And that is what we need to do. And in verse 2, it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, hear that again, the trying of your faith, you will face temptation. You will feel, you will, you will feel through these trials that you're going to be alone, that no one's going to be there. You're going to feel alone. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel the heaviness. You're going to, we haven't even endured the hardship. We haven't even taken up our cross and followed Jesus. We just want somebody else to do it for us. We want someone else to pray for us. We want someone else to do the labor. But what are we called to do? We are called to do what we're supposed to do. We are called as pastors, ambassadors, most trusted, you know, to carry on, to take this word and to give it to those who need it. I need it. You need it. Even us pastors, we need the word of God. To endure this heaviness, this load that we go through. Like here this afternoon, it's just us. Where is everybody? They wait until something happens at home. And then they realize, oh, I'm a child of God. Oh, there's God. I need him now. What about the other days that you said you don't need him? My pantry is full. My, ga- my, my vehicle has gas. I have all what I need in my home, but that's not going to get you to heaven. But let patient have, oh sorry, verse 3, I'm sorry, kind of jump forward. He says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Why are we given all of these gifts? Why are we given these fruits of the Spirit that God is telling us that we must have, we must accomplish? Are you getting all what's needed from God? Are we just picking and picking and choosing what we want? In the ministry, it's not about having, our, having things our way, doing what we want to do. Pray when we want to pray. Seek God to praise Him. And today I feel like I'm going to be a child of God and I want to worship Him and I'll praise Him. Nope, we cannot do that. Things in us, it must be produced. And what needs to be produced more in us? To be like Christ. To have Christ-like spirit. To have the mind of God. To know that whenever trouble comes, arise. And it feels like we are neck deep in trouble. Not just neck deep in bills. We are neck deep in trouble with a, you know, with the spiritual dark forces. They're coming in. They're they're snatching, you know, our loved one's mind, and it's having us to move our concentration on our children, and it's causing us as pastors and leaders to move this way and focus on the situation. But what we can do if we are child like God, we have the fullness of God. We are fully to give what's needed. We count it all joy. God 
God will intervene. God will make a way. God will see something out of it. There's an opportunity. No. We sometimes say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Let someone else do it. And we close the Bible. We walk out of the church and we don't even look back. But here we are told the trying of your faith work is patience. Patience is being produced inside of you as well as the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. We will look on and we will see God at work. Tell yourself, God will see me through this. God is bigger than my problem. God is bigger than the situation. God is bigger than the sickness. God will be there for me. And even in my situation, I have to remind myself, even as a pastor, it overwhelms. I get overwhelmed. I sometimes get confused. Sometimes I just want to kick the can because it seems like I'm being dragged through the mud over and over. Someone has lassoed me and ran around the bridle of the saddle of the horse and dragged me through everything on this earth. I went through the, the mud. I went through the thorns. I've been dragged on the cement. I've been gone through here and there. Feels like a ping pong going back and forth. God, when is this going to end? God, when are you going to do something about it? Sometimes that's my prayer. And I have to remind myself, I can't tell God what to do. You need to change the mind of my cat, as my niece said this morning. I was talking to God. I was telling him, my naughty cat, you need to change his attitude. You need to change his naughtiness. And I said, whoa, you can't tell God what to do. And then I something bitter around my mouth because that was what I was saying when I was praying to God. When is it going to end? We need to have a Christ-like attitude. He knows what it meant to go through what he went through. Go back on the life, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ all the way up to when he was on the cross. Some of us, we were like, why couldn't he have done something? No, he had to go through what he had to go through to show us today in October 2023 that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Give me the strength. Say that to yourself. Praise a prayer. Praise a prayer and use his word. Say, God, you will get me through this. God. And don't just say it. Really understand it. Use it for yourself. And God will see me through it. You will see me through this trial. It is working patience in me. And it says, let, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Verse 4, it says, but let patience have her perfect work. We need to let what God needs to work in our life. It says, but let patience have her perfect work. That means we need to let God have more access, more room 
to do what he needs to do. We need to step aside. We need to give the authority back to God. We need to put ourselves back in where we need to do. That means we need to stand back and let God be God. Let him work his work. You stand there in faith. You stand there in trust. You stand there in patience. And what we are told, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. God, teach me to wait. Teach me to wait. Teach me to stand and wait. And knowing that you are working your perfect work. That patient have her perfect work. And the way and the will in my life. In this ministry, you will begin to rise. Breathe life. Let God know that you mean business in your prayer. That means you give your all. That is part of being complete and being whole in God. I want to be complete. That means I have learned to know to depend on him. That I am willing. I am yearning. I am desiring to be mature in God. I am no longer seeking the things of the world. I am no longer seeking like a child and acting like a child. No more shall I walk in the naughtiness and thinking that I can have my way. I am not of this world. I am just passing through. God will see me through it because I aim for maturity in God. That is the wholeness. That is the realness in God. Amen? Amen. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire wanting nothing because God will have his way. I wish somebody would say something to straighten them up. You say something to my daughter. Say something to my son. Tell them that they need to know God. We hear that a lot. Maybe they need to see a priest. Maybe they need to see a pastor. Maybe they need to see a therapist. Maybe they need to speak to somebody. Not you. Yeah, they need to see God. They need to feel God. They need to feel God. How are they going to know God if they don't even know the realness of God? The peace to enter in, the peace that passes all understanding. We need the peace of God in our life, in our homes, in our children, so that, that God will bring them back. That they, when they say they feel the peace of God, they will begin to know the love of God because the love of God will be shown on them. And then the light of God will begin to you know, shine and that will draw them in. That is part of being fishers of men. That he's casting his line out there and he's going to reel them in. Said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto thee. If I be lifted up, that means God needs to be in you fully 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every second of every breath that you breathe in and out. You must be breathing in and out God because that's the very breath that's inside of us. That is God. Amen. Amen. So, but let have patience, have her perfect work. 
Some of us, we don't even want to let God be God in us. We want to work and we want to do things our way. Crazy saying that's going around is going around and says, if you want something done, do it yourself. We don't have patience, you know, to train another employee. I don't have the patience all of the time to teach you how to do what you need to do to be successful. Nope, that's not in us, but God is in us. Amen. And it goes more down down the line. Down the line in every verse, in verse 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. And also tells us here in verse 14, James chapter 1, verse 14, it says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. When you give in. Let's go back. I went too far. Go to 13. I went too, too far. James chapter 1 verse 13. It says, Let no man say when that he is tempted. I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted any man. 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. We begin to blame God. We, be, we blame God because I fell into diverse temptations. Diverse temptations, there's holes waiting for you to drop right in there. What happens when you fall into a hole? I don't think a lot of us, we, we fall straight in there. We go, and everything inside of us drops out. The phone goes, there goes the wallet, there goes, you know, our glasses, you know. We begin to lose things. That's what happens when you fall into these diverse temptations, these holes that are waiting for you. Sometimes you feel like you lost something. I lost, you know, an inner desire to want more of God. I don't love like I used to love. I don't even have the empathy. I don't have the, you know, I am not compassionate as I used to be. What happened? Think back. What did you do? But go to God and ask God, help me to get rid of this feeling. Help me breathe more of your life in me. Breathe more life because his very breath has power. To bring back, go back to Genesis when he breathed into the nostrils of men of whom he formed from the dust of the earth. He can breathe that life. And let me tell you something more about that. My niece woke up one, one, in one morning saying that he breathed on me and my bruise went away. I looked at her and said, who breathed on you? And she says, God, he breathed on me and my bruise went away. Took up her shirt because she had a real ugly bruise right here. It, last time I saw it, it was really freshly blue purplish. Yeah. And then when she woke up, it was, I think about two days later, she says, he breathed on me. God breathed on me. He took away the pain. And the ugly bruise. So think about that very breath and say, God, breathe on me. Breathe life back into me. Because that very breath has power. 
And it goes back to when he all he had to do is say, let there be light and light was there. So speak to me, rise. Say what you need to say to me, the very words. And that's why we take, we take everything that's been given to us from his word to, you know, we take it upon ourselves. We place it on here in the book of Psalms, in the book of Proverbs. Write them on the tablets of your heart. Bind them here. Write them on my hand so that I may never depart and never, you know, forget about it because these words is life. It is healing to my bones. And Psalms 103, where he, you know, he does the blessing and what he does to me, he restores everything in me. The iniquity that's inside of me that tries to steal and to snatch into There's a constant war deep within me. But God and what he's telling us here tonight that we need to be complete. We need the wholeness inside of us. And that is what we need. So tonight we're going to not only take the bull by the horn, but we're going to stand in the power of his might. We're going to stand in confidence. We're going to be upright. We're going to move and I'm going to see the light. I'm walking in the light. I'm walking in the likeness of God. And God will see me through this. And I will not have a desire. I will not give in and I will not be led away, strayed away. But my eyes and my focus is on God alone. Amen? No matter what, take these words that's been given to you and let God do something awesome in your life. And right now, you felt something. Right now, you know that you are on the right path. We're going to go through hardship. We're going to go through the storms of life. You know, what we have now is the trying of our faith. That is the holy trial that we will go through. I'm going to go through it. You're going to go through it. But what we need to know to feel more confident is that God will see us through it. Because he knows you can because he's going to produce something good in you that's going to aim towards maturity. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you that what you have brought forth, what you said to us, that God, you, you will be seen in us. You will have, we will have the likeness of God. You will be seen, you will be heard, you will be felt in, in our own walk, in our own, you know, in our own trials that we go through. What we are going to go through, God, you will be in the midst of us. It's time for us you know, stop pretending. It's time for us not to lean on our own understanding, but to look to God, go to your word, pick it up, and to do what we need to do to go forward. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for giving us more of confidence that we can have in you, that I know that I am on the right path to walk in the light and to walk in the likeness of God. Thank you again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.